I'm a Medium, Ask Me How, was not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We best friends, but we love talking about dead people. We're going to laugh and we'll cry. Well, Dana's going to cry a little bit. We got love bombs all over the place. And let's not act like Matt isn't going to cry a little bit. But we're also going to cuss. So if that doesn't resonate, turn the fuck around. Yeah, we're going to drop some fuck bombs. But we also want to share our experiences and knowledge about mediumship. So sit down, get comfortable, and remember. You are the light of 100,000 suns. You are the light. And enjoy. I'm a medium. Ask me how. Oh. Hi, Matt. Hello, Tina. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to I'm a medium. Ask me how. Dude, I just, I can't do it as well as Logan from IT, but I certainly try. I'm just, dude. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. See, this is the fun part about our podcast is we can just look at each other and we just start laughing. But welcome back, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the last couple podcasts as much as we enjoyed making them with you. And today might be a little bit of a lighter load. I think we've gone over some heavier topics in the last couple episodes. I know, you know, go back and listen to them. I'm not going to catch you up. You got to go listen. But today, Go listen. Yeah. Go listen. What are you waiting for? Oh, wait, you're listening to this one. Just as good. Well, listen. Well, you can listen to this one. You don't have to listen to them in any particular order. I think that's kind of cool. I don't think we're going to ever do these in a way like, make sure you listen to episode two first. <laughs> you you um, missed episode one to know who we are. At least <laughs> <laughs> listen to that one. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we're not that interesting. No, no we're, we talk to um, dead people, Dana. That's some interesting stuff. <laughs> I mean, fairly. Fairly. Um, you too can talk to dead people. Um, you know, but today we wanted to talk about being grounded and and being grounded in your practice. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of ironic because both Matthew and, and I Matthew and I did spiritually grounded, well, not even spiritually grounded things, but just grounded activities today. Mm -hmm. I repotted some plants. What did you do today? Oh, I painted a fence, girl. I was like, whoo, whoo. Like, I was getting all into it. I got about eight of them out of 20 done. I was like, living my life. <laughs> but it's grounding. It gets you centered and present in the moment, right? That's a whole point of being grounded. It's part of being part of this world and part of being part of the earth and part of being part of society and part of friendships and part of life. Because in the end, um, we're human, right? Yeah, I guess we're so. spirits having a human experience. I mean, mostly um, we're spirits having a human experience on earth. And I think very often we can use spirituality as an escapism, Ooh. right? And we forget that we're here to be human and to do human things. So it's important to be grounded and what does that mean? You know, it can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people. And it can mean um, 
and it can happen in different ways for different people. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I'm a Virgo. So I love, a, I love to hug a tree. I love to repot some plants. I love to eat. Those are all some ways that I like to get grounded in my own energy. Um, but I know some people that like for them, like getting in a bathtub or like going swimming um, is really grounding for them. I like how, so what about you? I like how you said like some people like to take a bath, like as you call me from your four hour bath. Uh, for me, I, you know, I like just being present in the moment. I don't need to do one particular exercise, but I just like to live in, in the world. And so whether it's sitting down and watching a Marvel movie or just doing something to take me out of something medium shippy, right? I'm addicted to those little puzzle games on my phone where you like split the color into vials and you try to like fill them up. But like that to me is grounding. It is just a way for my brain to just settle and just be present and just think, right? Think about my life. And so that's that's what I do. And I'm completely okay with it. And we should, as mediums, go outside. Like 100%. We should be outside more often, regardless if you're a medium or not. Um, not only is it healthy for you, but our work, we're sitting all day long. Like mm-hmm. we don't stand up in a mediumship reading and do Pilates. I know one of us out of our four friend groups would. She'd be like, ooh, 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 like running around on the treadmill. But that's what grounds her, right? That's what mm-hmm. raises her vibe. But it, I think with some people, it's not only just a physical grounding. It can also extend into like your spiritual study of being grounded. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's huge. And I think um, in, a, in essence, what we're, what we're circling back to is our well-being, right? Mm-hmm. Our self-care, our well-being. And when I think that our general well-being is taken care of, so that can be self-care, that can be therapy, that could be spending time with a therapist or a life coach or whatever. It's the mundane. It can be going to the dentist. Mm-hmm. It could be... Um, going and getting your colonoscopy if you need to. It's taking care of that mundane earth stuff Mm -hmm. so that we can be grounded and then we can go um, and do the spiritual stuff. I very often say we have to be here before we go there. We got to be here before we go there. That's I love that. I love that because I think a lot of the times people spend way too much time up there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it can be, um, and I think sometimes when things are so heavy here on our earth stuff, like, and life is hard being on earth and being human can be really difficult and very hard. And there are different chapters in our life. And sometimes we have really happy chapters and there are chapters when we struggle. And I think that sometimes we can look to spirituality for help but sometimes spirituality can be a form of escapism. Mm-hmm. And so I think being aware of when spirituality is escapism, I like to think of spirituality or spiritual practices or readings or anything of that nature to be tread on the tires instead of the fix, right? Mm-hmm. So um, if, if you're getting a healing in whatever modality that is, and I don't want to, I want to speak broadly about this because I don't want to pick on anything in specific. Right. You have to 
to get to the root, you have to do the work, but it should be put tread on the tires to help you do that work. It shouldn't be the magic pill that just bypasses everything and then you don't actually deal with the thing. Um, and I think very much so, and what is happening a lot in the spiritual world right now, and what on, quite honestly prompted this podcast, is that there is this inclination for so, so many people to run to spiritual practitioners to bypass the hard work of facing it in the human flesh body, and they just want to go to someone and have them take it all away. Well, it's that instant fix, right? I mean, they're treating their um, emotional baggage like it's a flat tire, and they've got that fix-a-flat, and they're just like... <laughs> it's it's not work that way. It does not. And I think that with the getting grounded and spiritual bypassing, there's also like, I, I don't know if this is escapism, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, Dina, but having a spiritual reason for every single thing that happens in your life. I don't know about you, but it, it doesn't get to me, but it's more like, Wow. I just, I just a wow for me because I'm just, I don't know what that thought process is like and I don't know how to hold space for it. And so for me, I'm just like, wow. Like, I just, I don't know how to help somebody that they're just kind of like, oh, well, I'm just going to make up an example. Okay. Bear with me. Mm -mm -mm. See, you finally got me to sing on the camera. <laughs> it's recorded. Well, I, I, I don't want to take you too far off the point, but I, but Matt sings a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to start recording it and making an album. Yeah, but I don't sing like an actual song. I'm always like, adjust in my mic. <laughs> so, but okay, so this is my story. Bear, bear with me. I'm going to use fake names. Nobody in this is a real situation. All identities are protected. <laughs> Let's say Jessica. Okay, we have little Jessica. Little Jessica is not in a good relationship. Okay, so little Jessica's boyfriend's not... He's a dick. Okay, we're going to say he's a dick. He kind of treats her not so well. He uh, does things to her and then buys her flowers and says he's never going to do it again. And that he loves her. And it's a very toxic situation, right? So rather than saying, well, this is emotional abuse. This is something that is affecting me and my mental and physical health, possibly. But he's my twin flame and I love him. Would So would that be part of like emotional, uh, spiritual escapism or would that be like throwing something spiritual on something? I don't want to call that mundane, but that's a mundane life situation. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I hear that quite frequently. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and we want to call, put something spiritual on it to make it put a reason for it to be there mm -hmm. or um, there's a divine reason for it for me to stay in this because it is a twin flame or yeah. it's a soul connection or it's this or it's that and it takes the power away from you mm -hmm. in those situations to get out of that situation because nobody has to be in a situation like that that whatever and this isn't to make any conversations on like yeah. what what's a soul or partner no. or twin flame or whatever or do it you know but but people be start to hold on to these tags and they stay in these situations because somebody said that they were this. Oh. 
or you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so because uh, somebody says, uh, Jessica, that's your twin flame or that's your soulmate, she stays in that situation because somebody told her that. Well, I think that's a lot of like being grounded is realizing that things happen in this world just because they happen. And there may be a lesson that we need to learn from it, right? But not everything has to have a spiritual lesson. Something can just be like, I am going through this because life is tough. Because mm-hmm. life is school. You call it earth school, right? Yeah. Earth school ain't easy. It, school. Ain't, it ain't easy. I'm going to get my earth diploma. I'm going to go to earth college, honey, and I'm going to get my earth job. That is part of life. And it's just sometimes people are put in your path just because they're rotten. And you just mm-hmm. need to, like, I don't know, get through that person and just learn how to manage them a little bit better. Some people are just put in your life because you do have a lesson. But not everything needs to have a spiritual context. Because I think when we give everything a spiritual context, what actually is spiritual is diluted. And it isn't as special. Right? those beautiful moments in life that are actually spiritual become less they almost become mundane Mm -hmm. it is it is like handcuffing spirituality to every single thing and it just drives me mad because it's a hard to keep up with it's really hard to keep up with especially being in the community i'm like what are we talking about now (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know and and most of it most of it we find out because somebody comes up in our chat and says hey what do you think of xyz Mm -hmm. paradigm thing shift whatever Mm -hmm. and it's like oh what what are we doing this week what 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 thing is being said i'm jumping timelines like double dutch (laughs) you know what i mean like you just can't you can't keep up with it and it's not and it's to hold space for people that truly believe that like it does not resonate for me but if it resonates for you great but it just as an outside perspective that doesn't know a lot about it because you can't constantly keep up with it it becomes almost overwhelming when you have an average mundane we need like a muggle word for normal people non-mediums is its largest we're gonna call them largest <laughs> smalls some largest some smalls. smalls so the smalls when they come to us and they want to know what the actual mediums are talking about it's hard to keep up with because it's every week is something new that's attached to spiritual bypassing that i just want to 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 be like help <laughs> So you just, you were kind of doing a play on words there, but, but let's talk about language here Mm -hmm. because language can be very gatekeepy, right? Mm -hmm. And it, when we use language and we, we put like a word out in the ether and let's just use twin flames because you and I joke around about twin flames all the time. Can we explain what twin flames are first? (laughs) You know what? The funny thing is I can't. (laughs) And the funny thing is. Is you and I joke around about being twin flames all the time. Okay. I know what it is. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Okay. I would like, la- so I, I know in general that a twin flame, so here's my understanding. Okay. And then you can tell me your okay. understanding. The twin flame is essentially, so we're all like have an oversoul, right? Mm-hmm. And when we come down to earth, we get like a little part of that soul, right? 10%. And... <clears throat> Okay, I didn't know that there were exact percentages, but thank you. You're welcome. Triple Virgo and you will welcome it. Okay, but let's say it was 10%. Let's say that Matt is correct about the percent. Mm -hmm. So I'm 10%, and if Matt truly was my twin flame, he would be the other another 10% of my soul. Correct. 
reflected in myself and he is a mirror he would be a mirror reflection of me good bad indifferent whatever <laughs> and the intention would be to reflect back to me things that i needed to learn or grow in in my life that's my understanding of twin flames. okay so from my understanding of twin flames <laughs> i think you hit a lot i don't know but it's apparently your soul goes fractalization like that's how people can reincarnate blah blah blah, blah. <clears throat> when it fractures it goes into two bodies rather than so like maybe it's a five percent five percent i don't know maybe a pinch of sugar 350 in the oven for four four hours i don't know but you're apparently your soul goes into two bodies and so when that happens, it is a mirror reflection, but it's not like soulmates where you're like, I found you and you complete me. It's literally, they will never come together. It will always be combative. Allegedly, I don't know. I haven't had sex with my twin flame. It's good. It's like phenomenal, but you'll never end up. It's supposed to be great. Yeah. It's supposed to yeah. be like, I'm tearing down these walls, Ray, like that gut. But you'll never end up in a romantic relationship because it'll never work out. That's that's the fairy tale version that i'm i've heard i think yours is a little bit more concrete spiritually i don't know i don't know you know i i have heard the the relationship but the weird thing about it is is like we have a lot of people that will come in like if i'm doing tarot card pulls they're like when am i going to win marry or when am i going to find my twin flame and i was like do you want to find your twin flame like <laughs> is that a good thing and so here's the so here's the thing like you've got two different people mm -hmm. That just gave you what our perception or our understanding of twin flames are, and there were some there was some crossover in our understanding of what what it is, mm -hmm. but we really don't get it, and we're in the community per se, right? right? It's it's um, the biz, and then that's what I call it, the biz. In the <laughs> in the biz, um, and then there's. Uh, so, and then there's the people that are specialists in it. And I want to yeah. give homage if that's your specialty. Like I want to give, give respect that that's your thing. And I don't want to shit on anybody's thing no. either. This is, like, this is not to mock anybody. This is just the perspectives no. of two mediums who don't understand this, but we're trying to, we're trying to, we're, but we're trying to, and, and, and do I believe that there are certain people brought into this world or, or into this life to show you things and to help you grow and whatever? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like, you know, are there, are there soul family? Are there soul people? Are there soul connections? Absolutely. But the point of all of this and where I'm going with all of this is you've got two practitioners here who have a remedial understanding with two differing kind of views of what a twin flame is that we just gave you. Um, and then you have everybody that has kind of their remedial understanding of what a twin flame is. Mm -hmm. And then we all kind of get together and we're like, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then it becomes this very like languagey, weird thing. Um, and then language becomes like this, this barrier to get this help you need. And like, I know something that you don't know. Yeah. And then it's just like, there's, there becomes this power dynamic, right? Between the practitioner and the client. And I don't like that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that either. I'm also not a fan of a couple of things. Okay. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let it loose just for just for a quick second. I'm not a fan of romanticizing abuse. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So if anything, doesn't matter what it is, romanticizes toxic people in your life. I'm all like, I'm out. There's the door. Got to go. Uh, because I don't think that anything in the spiritual community should be causing harm. Right. Because mm-hmm. we are healers and we are practitioners. D- does it mean that we don't delve into deep issues? No, that means we delve into deep issues, but we always give an opportunity for improvement or trying to what you refer to as empowerment, right? We want to empower all of our clients. I think sometimes terminology from the general public can take off in a misunderstanding way. And I think that's kind of sometimes where what happens. And I think using our example of twin flames is some people don't realize that, like in my definition, they never come together. And it's going to be tumultuous. And so when somebody's like, well, why am I going to find my twin flame? Well, why would you want to? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I sat in a, in a development circle one time. And I'll never forget this. This just, I think this is where my opinion around this topic had had come about. Where the girl was completely fine one minute. And then she starts bawling in the middle of class. And she's like sobbing. I'm like should we stop? <laughs> like, What should we do? So we ended up stopping class and out of nowhere, she was like, my twin flame suffering. And now I'm feeling it right here and right now. And I was just like, wow. Wow. Let's say it's true. Wow. But let's say it's not true. Like somebody had told her that that's when she feels a certain emotion that's like disempowering somebody to give them a go give away their free will and, and feel an emotion because of somebody else. Like I don't like mm-hmm. excusing human emotions for something spiritual because we are a wide range of emotions and we have all different things. And sometimes you said something in a past podcast mm-hmm, and you said trauma stored in the body. Mm-hmm. And what happens if that was just something that she had hit just in meditation that she just brought out some of that trauma, mm-hmm. right? And then we've layered it onto something else. And I think it just sometimes causes like the hole to go way too deep for somebody to crawl out of, right? And so I never want to see anybody trapped in a situation or stuck emotionally where they can't get out of it because somebody told them something. And so I think that's where my rigidity comes in. And I'm like, black and white. I think in black and white. It's safer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And I, you know, and I, I honestly don't want to ever um, dismiss anybody's experience. 100%. Because, you know, um, but in, in an instance like that, you know, she could have been having a very empathic emotion and it doesn't necessarily have to be put under twin flames. Like, you know, I believe that, you know, Matt, you're my best friend. And I, when your heart hurts, my heart hurts because I care about you. Yeah. Right. And I would say that, that conversely, like when I'm feeling bad, Mm -hmm. do you feel bad sometimes? Oh, a hundred percent. Like, Oh, my friend hurts. Right. So that will happen. Like, but I don't think we have to diagnose that because my twin or my best friend or my soulmate or my whomever is hurting that I have to feel that. So if I'm ever overwhelmed, so I teach an empath class and I'm probably going to have to teach it here again soon. But one of the things that I teach in that empath class is owning our own emotions. So when that, when we become overwhelmed by emotion, whether whomever it 
is from the first question we have to ask is, is this emotion mine? Yeah. Because it's never our obligation to carry any emotion that isn't ours, mm -hmm. ever. So even though I, I can be empathically like, my best friend Matt is hurting, and that breaks my heart that my best friend Matt is hurting, it is never my obligation to feel his pain. Right. And I can, at any point, drop that because it is not mine to carry. So mm -hmm. I think that is how we would, as a practitioner, I'm just talking as a practitioner, if that was my client that was having an, that total, that response, yeah. I would sit with them and say, is that emotion yours? You are not obligated to feel that emotion. Mm -hmm. No matter what, if it's a twin flame, if it's a best friend, if it's a soulmate, if it's a fill in the blank, if it's your child, it is not your obligation to hold anybody else's emotion that is not yours. Damn it, I wish you were there at that point. You know, and I think that was once again put in my path so I could be something that I could just sit with and we could have this conversation. And maybe it's divine timing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I can't spiritually bypass the fact that it was jarring to be in the room with that. Mm -hmm. And so I just totally agree with you. Like owning your own feelings and setting somebody else's aside is empowerment. Empowerment. I love it. Because because we can yeah. get overwhelmed. We mm -hmm. can get And listen, you've been through in 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 the tenure of our our friendship, you've been through some shit, I've been through some shit, mm -hmm. and we've sat through some shit with each other together, right? And I there are times where we have to go I'm going to hold space for him, but I don't have to carry the weight mm -hmm. of his emotion. That's, that's why we need therapy. That's what, what we talk a lot about in a situation like that is codependency. Yeah. And why do we feel like we have to hold that? Why do you, why do you feel like that? Do you have to, to cut ties with that person? Why are you carrying that? Why are you holding that? Where are your boundaries at? Because spiritual boundaries are important, and we've got to do an episode on boundaries. But boundaries are really important, whether it's like dead grandmas coming in to talk to you at any point during the day or your energy coming in. My energy is my energy. Mm -hmm. And only anybody else, whether it's my husband or, or Susie or the spirit coming in for my two o'clock appointment, they don't get to come into my energy until I say they get to come into my energy. I feel like I should snap for you. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, girl. But this is part of the going full circle. This is part of why it's important to be grounded. Mm -hmm. This is why it's important for self-care. This is why it's important to know what your body feels like. This is why it's important to take a break from being up here in the the ether and in the spiritual world and being in our own body mm -hmm. and remembering what does my breath feel like? What does my body feel like? And doing a body scan, going from the top of your head. Do it with me, everybody. Okay. What does the top of your head feel like? Going down to your shoulders, down through your arms, through your chest, down to your seat, down your legs, down to your feet. What is the feet? What does the ground feel like to you? Yep. Your toes. What do your toes feel like? You've said that to me before. Mm 
And I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh, that gets you like real good. Like it puts you concentrated in this moment on this ground on this. Like, ooh, I love it. And I always remember that. Like when I'm done reading, I'm always like, wiggle your toes. <laughs> <laughs> wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Um, how do you know when you are becoming spiritually ungrounded? Like what are some tell some what are some signs for you? When I am a scatterbrain. When I can't get things in the day-to-day life done really well, when I'm all over the place mm-hmm. um, in my thoughts, um, if I'm not sleeping well, mm-hmm. um, if my body is acting up, um, I've talked about it in previous podcasts, but my body is an amazing antenna. And my body, I have I have medical issues that will my body will knock me on my ass yeah. if I'm out of alignment. So I have to pay attention to those cues. When my body's like, hey shithead, knock it off. I have to pay attention to that. So it's um, not if your water bill is not high because you haven't taken a four hour bath lately. <laughs> I just want to... Listen, I mean that the bath time is real important. Mr. Mr. Dana's opening the the water bill and he's like, well, Dana's must be ungrounded because my water bill is low. Because <laughs> you do like to shower. It's just a way for you to ground. And you love it. Mm-hmm. And if you go to a hotel with Dana, I'm just going to say to you, you make sure that shit has a bathtub. <laughs> because that is Dana's one request is it has to have a good <laughs> bathtub. So, it does have a bathtub. And, and I know this. Um, what, it, what about you? How do you know when you're ungrounded? Oh, geez. When I can't have a normal conversation with normal people. Do you know what I mean? It's like when I just realized that I can't have a full functional conversation without talking about dead people. That's usually when I know that I'm ungrounded. Um, When I'm being told my work-life balance is too much. When, because I don't notice it myself, right? And I don't, I think that's the thing about like being ungrounded is you don't realize it until it's like way too late. The majority of us do. You know, it takes a while to start to know the little small amounts. And I think you've done a lot of work for yourself to show that you can be an indicator of when you're starting to. I think a majority of us, it's it just happens when it's like, well, shit, it just hit the fan. <laughs> and now it's raining shit. Um, it, yeah, it's like forgetting to pay bills or to wake up late or getting three hours of sleep or not having a fully functional conversation, uh, stumbling over my own words. My face breaks out. My face breaks out and I get really, really, really tired. And so that I know it's like, I've got to take a day off or my mediumship readings will not be good. Like that's also another indication that I need to take a day off is if I can't land out of four readings we call it landing the plane here at Matt and Dana Incorporated. If I can't land the plane, I know I'm I'm ungrounded. It's time to take a break. Mm-hmm. But I don't. What, what I know there's a lot of like um, trying to formulate this question in a respectful way. There's a lot of modalities that you can use to get grounded. Have mm-hmm. you had any that are actually effective for you only? Like you don't have to be like, well, this works, but for me, it works. Um, you'll have to, I I think you're trying to skirt around something. So just say what works for you. I, I don't have anything other than like, like I like Palo Santo, but I don't know. Oh, modalities. Yeah. Like Like modalities. Meaning like, do you salt? 
do you use salt in your bath? Oh, yeah. You, yeah. I don't know if I use modality, yeah. but tools. There you go. Tools. Okay. I was like. Um. <laughs> I don't know what those are called. What are those called? Yeah. Tools? Are those called yeah, modalities? Part yeah. of a modality? Oh, it's like, I, I think of modalities as like. Reiki or all that? Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which which would work. Um, so for me, a few things. Um, I love putting salt in my bath. Like I mm-hmm. usually will use some kind of salt in my bath. I do have a salt lamp behind me that I usually always have. Um, I do um, love my, my Palo Santo. Um, but scents, uh, candles, um, being outside, um, getting out and walking in the grass and those sorts of things are really, really, really important to me. Um, but I think more than anything, um, there was something that you touched on about like not waiting until you've hit this point mm-hmm. um, to to because I think what happens too is this is a very addictive thing because it's it feels good when mm-hmm. we're when we're communicating with spirit and when we're able to provide healing and when we're doing this work it feels really good and so it's really easy for us to escape to it. And it's really easy for us to fall into that work-life imbalance. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy for us to get to the point where we're burning the candle at both ends. Um, and then we go into the, oh, shit, I've done it. I've gone mm-hmm. too far. And I'm guilty. I am a guilty, guilty, guilty of this. Um, but I think for me, what I try to do, and I think fail more than I succeed. So I'm going to say that to you all with a lot of grace that I fail more at this than I succeed. But the goal is, is to try to do a little check-in every single day. Have a little bit of, am I, you know, just kind of checking in. Am I drinking enough water? Did I get outside today? Um, Did I take a bath? Did I check in with my family? Did I, did I, did I? And, and it's not, and not have it be like this guilt thing if I didn't do it, but just have like these little check-in moments yeah. with myself. So what you're really saying is, honey, this isn't a hobby. This is a lifestyle, honey, <laughs> is kind of what you're saying. Yeah. It so is. It's, so it's not like, so, you know, it's kind of like, have you ever gone on a diet and you go into this like, oh, I'm going to do everything and I'm going to change everything. I think. The reason diets don't work is because it's such a massive change and it's not mm-hmm. sustainable and whatever. I think the more that we can do like small little adjustments in our life and just kind of like make these little tweaks or these little adjustments, I think they're, those are more sustainable. Yeah. So like I said, you know, can we, can we drink a little more water in the day? Can we make a little trip outside, even if it's just for five minutes? Um, what are these little check-in points that we can make in our life that we just make sure that we are staying balanced, mm-hmm. that we are doing those grounding exercises. Even if it's setting an alarm on our phone for twice a day to just say, where are my feet? Wiggle my toes. Wiggle my toes, baby. Oh, yeah, wiggle my toes. So there's a fun fact about you, Dana, that I don't think you, well, you probably do know this because you're my best friend, but there's something that you mm-hmm. do that's adorable, and it's hugging trees. Like it's hugging <laughs> trees. And you had me hug one. And now I'm just like, I walk by all the trees and I'm always like, you want to hug? I consensually ask to see if a tree wants a hug. I just don't force that hug. Wait off. till I take you to Sedona. Wait till I take you to Sedona. You are going to, we're going to hug all the trees. I, as long as I get permission. <laughs> I'm be like, Can I hug you? 
But no, it's it really is because it's it's alive, right? And it has its own energy and it has roots into the ground. And so I always just like, hey, can I give a little bit of my energy to you? Right? And just just put it back in the earth. Just get out any excess energy that does not resonate with me. And it and it could just make me feel good. That's it. You know? Yeah. Or I put a little sound therapy on. I like that too. I really, 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 really like it. Do you have any other tools that you use? Oh, tools. Uh, just myself, honey. I'm a big tool. <laughs> um, I would say for myself, a big tool is I like to just go into water. I like to do elemental stuff, like light a candle, um, especially like lighting a candle in honor of like a loved one. I do like little ritual stuff, but I never try to do anything where I'm going to be codependent on it. Does that kind of make mm. sense? Because I know, yeah. I know with my past history of using skills. Ooh, I must have said something saucy because you putting that on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I used to. Okay, I put lip. I'm, if you're listening to the podcast, I put I put lip gloss on, and there's something triggering about when I put <laughs> lip gloss on for Matthew. Okay, let me. I'm sidetracking. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> it's called. <laughs> Matt, see something shiny. So I used to think when you were reading, when you got really serious and you were down to earth, you used to take your uh, lip gloss out and you're like, uh-huh. Okay, mom was getting to work. Uh-huh. And you put it on and then you'd start reading. I didn't know that was just something that you just did as Dana, but I thought it was like a turn on <laughs> switch for you. I mean, I was turning somebody on. No, I was like, all right, okay. <laughs> all right, live your best life. I like it. I, you know, what's funny the other night I was, um, I was doing a TikTok live and somebody's <clears> like, where's the lip gloss right before I was about to start reading. So apparently it's something I was doing, They pay attention. but I was not paying attention. <laughs> they really do pay attention, but I was like, spirit likes moist lips apparently. So that's why I do spirit it. Spirit likes that tinted lip moisturizer, you know, just live your best life. Yep. Uh, lip plumper. So I, I feel like I want to like guide this ship over to something kind of fun for a hot minute because you know now we've gone to the lip gloss but can we talk about like our cues of reading yes <laughs> I, I think that's fun well because they're funny right they are. and i think one of one of the funniest things that we do um is we don't well i was gonna say mock each other but we do mock each other a little bit of like what are the tells when we know that like somebody's got spirit with them. Mm -hmm. And let's just keep this full circle that laughter is grounding. Mm -hmm. Laughter is grounding. So for Dana, her, her uh, telltale signs is she does rock back and forth a little bit. So she'll just like sway a little bit, but I think that's just her trying to get, you know, like once Dana, the train starts moving, you, you she's unstoppable. And so this is just a way to like start that train. <laughs> <laughs> to mediumship town she's like chicka, 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 chicka. and then she'll do and she'll use her breath she'll connect with her breath and then she'll go mm, mm. and she does a hum and she's like in case mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you always say sweetheart in your readings <laughs> you'll always be like would you understand the sweetheart mm, mm. yeah sweetheart mm. And so it is kind of fun to watch you read, but like your telltale signs of when you have a spirit is you'll go. <sighs> I just blew paper off my desk. 
the power of spirit right there. It's like you'll just go, and it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. <laughs> so, well, don't you? We all have our don't things. you dare! <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Why about mine of turning to your side and going? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't do it to me and then not have me do it to See, you. See, I'm that friend that can tease you, but I don't like it. <laughs> Listen, when Matthew, you can you can tell when Matthew has spirit with him because he goes, <gasps> yeah, I yawn. <laughs> starts I yawn. yawning like crazy. Mm. That was, sorry, Logan at IT, if that was really loud. But he yawns, and you think that you're like the most boring human being around until you realize, oh no, that's just his tell for when spirit comes walking mm. in. Is he yawns, he yawns, yawns, and then he does turn. <laughs> he usually does turn. I turn like a Wolverine, and I'm like, Arr. and then he goes. <laughs> I rub my chest. You would understand. I slap my hands against my palm. <laughs> I'm just saying it for the visually impaired at home. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I slap it three times and I move it. And I'm like, <laughs> you'd understand. But you know where I learned that from? Because like, I don't know about you, but when I watch a really good reader, sometimes I'll incorporate and I don't realize that I'm doing it. But a lot of my mannerisms yeah. came from Lisa Williams. Oh, did they? Yeah, because when I see her read, she always does this thing where she's like, as I'm moving forward, like she'll raise her hand up and she'll like move it towards her. And so like, I actually say like, as I'm leaning into this, instead of being like, whoop, cause that's a Lisa thing. Yeah. And you just, yeah, you do say as I'm leaning yeah, into this, as I'm leaning into it, because it just lets me know, like, I'm just like, okay, it's a visual cue. And I just, I love just taking a little bits from other mediums because you really expand it. And so now I'm yeah. going to take a little bit of your grounding and have a four hour bath and hug a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we all have our thing. Community. Oh. I think. <laughs> I we we have each. I mean, I try to draw. Mm -hmm. I I was gonna say we each have taken things from each other, um, that I think have enhanced our readings. Yeah. You know, and I think have made us better readers and whatever. I I've tried to incorporate drawing into my readings, and that has not gone well. It will. Um, you just gotta surrender to it. You got to surrender the, the power. <laughs> if if you go back to episode one, you see what happens when I draw a lamp versus what Matthew draws. I like how people are like, that's a really good seat. Uh, what is that horse? That seat soft? <laughs> what are the gymnast things? The horse thing? What is that? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. A That's okay. Drawer. We're not laughing at your uh, ability to draw, but what you drew looked just like a uh, horse, uh, Jim Horse, or whatever yeah. it is. And it was yeah. very adorable, and it was a good attempt. So. <laughs> but but it was proof that we saw the same thing because yes. we saw that long lamp with the little mm -hmm. pool tabs. Oh man, <laughs> you're just you're you're so fun to just be around when you're reading because you do some really fun stuff especially when we get the same information i just love when oh i get so excited just like Quap, let's go <laughs> uh so dana thank you so much for this fun grounding experience i had with you today now if you don't mind me i'm gonna shed some clothes go pop some jiffy popcorn take a bath and watch a marvel movie <laughs> Uh, yeah, that sounds good. I am gonna, um, paint the fence. 
is going to try to... Stop it. <laughs> I was trying to think of what would Matthew do? Uh, <laughs> take my medicine. <laughs> go to sleep. <laughs> you know, a little, do some jewel art. Do some jewel art. Watch, I don't know, a Marvel movie. Watch a Marvel movie. Here's the thing. Like, the Okay. The funny thing is, is we're not that dissimilar we're really from not. one another we're really not it's it's we had a conversation this morning where it was it was eerie how dissimilar we were yeah <laughs> we live very similar lives twin flames <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Hashtag. but you know what dina i would rather not be anybody else's twin flame than yours <laughs> i'll take it i actually go into other people's rooms now on tiktok and be like is hannah my triple flame <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna burn. We're gonna burn TikTok. I'm trying to collect them like baseball cards and be like, "Cody's my quad flame." (laughs) (laughs) We're not like Pokemon. No, you can't collect us. I try. I really try. His eyelashes are too nice, though. I just need to. Can we plug Cody's eyelashes for a hot minute? I think we talk about Cody every episode. We do. I think he's he's our mascot. It's his eyelashes. I just can't. We're gonna Cody. Now this episode was sponsored by Cody's eyelashes. <laughs> do you like long walks on the beach? Do you like fried chicken? And do you like eyelashes? Well, hearing heavens for you. <laughs> now like and now he likes kombucha. <laughs> yeah, that was another thing that we all we all did was kombucha. Hmm. 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 So preserved. Kombucha is grounding. It is. It is. It's. It's very grounding. If you like that yeah. sort well, of thing, <laughs> I tried. If you're into that, I tried. Listen, you. You tried the worst flavor, not the worst flavor. I like that flavor. That's I why I you did you it, Dana. Flavor. Because you're like, this is my favorite flavor, and I'm like, well, if we twin flames, I'm getting one too. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how the twin flames end. Yes, that was. We burn each other down, pulling us together, only to rip us apart. Well, (laughs) that being said, we love you all. Thank you for listening to our podcast. And like we always say, you're the light of 100,000 moons. Yes, and suns as well. You're in our hearts. We love you. Goodbye, everybody. Do something nice for somebody today and pay your rent. Yeah, get grounded. Get grounded. You're grounded. Bye.